Okay, guys, hello and welcome to the Guest Life Podcast, episode 52. Can't believe it. Today, special guest here. We've got Tiffany Beverage in the house. Um, she teaches my niece, which I am ecstatic about. Um, Tiffany is from a Caledonia Studio of Dance, among a bunch of other things, from charitable donations to her time and just, a, just an incredible entrepreneur. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. So just before we get started, guys, I just want to thank everybody for tuning in. Um, all listeners, a.k.a. my mom and a couple others, uh, do that joke every time, but it's still true. <laughs> she does listen and she loves me. So Moms are the best. She is She is the one of one. <laughs> so today, just, um, yeah, we're going to get right into it. And uh, again, we, we wouldn't be here without entrepreneurs like Tiffany and, uh, and all the other guests we've had on the show. Um, we just want to again thank Jobber for sponsoring our podcast now, which is pretty incredible. Seeing the growth of the podcast over the years um, has really been something that means a lot to me. And, um, you know, being able to tell these great stories. Amazing. So, Tiffany, tell us a little bit about you. All How did, right. Uh, what, what do you do up in Caledonia? Yeah. So, I'm actually a born and raised Hamiltonian. Okay. Um, grew up there all my life. Uh, always in the dance studio. I started dancing myself at age three. So, it's kind of all I've known. Dabbled into other sports here and there. Broke my nose playing baseball. So, I retired <laughs> quickly. Um, and, yeah, just knew, didn't really know what I wanted to do after high school, but knew it had to do something with dance. Um, so I took the year off to work and uh, I was able to travel, go to auditions, um, do the cool, you know, pro dance thing for a little while. I got to dance for some really cool people. Um, and then when I knew that it was time to kind of settle down and figure out what I wanted to be when I grew up uh, is when I, in a nutshell, had the opportunity to purchase an existing dance studio. And that's Incredible. that's where I am now. So just a couple people. I got I to gotta note this because uh, her concert was just in Hamilton with Shania Twain. Yes. Yep. That's a big one. Snoop Dogg, Genuine, the Black Eyed Peas. To name a few. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> that's my lineup. Um, it's been a whirlwind of fun, um, hard work, but um, it's it's the coolest job in the world. So. And so we talk about sports and com competition, and you were telling us a little bit earlier about just the – recreational versus competition tell us a little bit about like when you were younger was it all competition right off the gate what age does that start at yeah so back in my day um the competition scene wasn't it didn't really break out yet so okay. i started at age three up until about age 11 it was just kind of a recreational once a week kind of a thing okay. um every year i would beg my mom to add another class so i was up to like maybe five six a week and then i had the opportunity i think i was about 11 when i started competing wow. and that's kind of when we're going back like like 90s now but like uh that's kind of when the competition scene became popular and more and more yeah. studios were switching to the competitive route so and, and what was that transition like probably when you bought the studio it was a little bit different from it is today oh my gosh it totally different world um there wasn't uh really a fine line between recreational and competitive when mm -hmm. i was young it was kind of like if you had the desire to compete just why not yeah um, now it's like a whole new ball game so i'm talking like hours upon hours of training now the kids look up on youtube kind of the tricks they want to try and execute um yeah it's a lot more tough now than it was when i when i did it and 
just because I'm so up on the game right now because of my niece. Um, so it, there's so many different types of dance as well, right? So many, probably nine plus. Yeah, different. We call them genres. Okay. Um, and they range from your classical ballet, jazz, and tap dancing. Yep. Um, and now they've evolved to lyrical, contemporary, um, acrobatics is okay. another one. Musical theater is a different style. And um, they started branching out because probably in the last 10 years, I would say, dance has really become a big part of the mainstream. Like you see dance competitions on TV now with So You Think You Can Dance and Dancing with the Stars and all those yeah. things. It kind of made dance in everyone's home and get more, I've, I've had a lot more boys sign up for dancing since it's been on TV. Wow. Um, yeah, so it's been great. So that that's really helped the dance industry is having these TV shows. Amazing. Uh, yeah. And so... T tell me a little bit about just come. So I'm so interested because you said you bought a business or you yes. bought into a business. Yeah. So, so like when you bought it, how did you go about doing that? Um, I want to say in a nutshell, it kind of fell into my lap. Okay. Um, but the backstory is uh, essentially when I was a teenager, I started assisting at my local studio, which okay. is what a lot of kids like. That's kind of the next step. Um, and then that turned into getting my own classes. Um, and then after teaching and getting some experience, I broke out into different studios in different cities as far as Brantford, Grimsby, and everywhere in between. Um, and then I moved away for a little bit. I went to the States and I lived in Europe for a little bit. Wow. Uh, and then upon returning, um, just honestly, a lot of luck. Uh, one of the studios was looking to sell and I was looking to kind of start over. And we kind of got together and... That's how I, I bought it from her. So That's amazing. Yeah, it was, a, it was a lot of luck, good timing, and just, I don't want to say ambition on my part, but I was I, I was coming home looking for something like that, mm -hmm. and it kind of just was the right time for me. So. Oh, I love that. I don't believe in luck, so I would say it's hard work, but I appreciate if you do. Thank you. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's fantastic. And so... Do you find that you have a passion? Obviously you do because I've seen it, but tell us about the transition from the passion to doing the dance and teaching. Yeah. So um, like I said, growing up, I knew I wanted to do something in the dance world. Um, if you asked me when I was nine, like I wanted to be on Broadway, like I wanted to be the star <laughs> of the show. Um, and then as I got older and I realized how fulfilling teaching is, uh, that's kind of when my gears kind of shifted a bit. And I realized like I get a lot more out of teaching young ones how to dance than I mean, it's really cool to dance, you know, for Snoop Dogg, but I kind of been there, done that. And then I wanted to to pass on my passion as well, because wow. I'm super passionate for the arts. I love the, the creative freedom you get from it. I love how many life lessons dance teaches you beyond steps um, and just sharing that with a younger generation who I see like reminds me of myself at that age is just super fulfilling to me. So. That's easy amazing. switch. Easy yeah. switch. Yeah. Doing what you love. We talked about it uh, the other day um, and just the, the concept around not loving what you do if you're not good at it and you don't understand it. And then creating that passion through being good at something and then wanting to share it with others. You know, it's, it's the most rewarding thing you Absolutely. can do. Absolutely. Totally agree. Yeah. yeah. So now talk about the business side. So obviously you have this passion, you have this idea, you've, you can come back from Europe and the States where did the business mindset come in and how did you become this thriving entrepreneur? Okay. 
Loaded question because um, I would say when I started, I really had no business sense. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't go to school for business. I actually didn't have any post-secondary education. So after high school, I, I took that year off to work uh, and travel and then didn't really have time to get back in, into college. So, um, but um, looking back, I was, I always had an entrepreneurial spirit. Like growing up, I had the paper route. I was selling <laughs> like bracelets. I was making them in my bed, like after I was supposed to be sleeping and selling them at school. Um, I was always hustling and, and, and having little jobs when I was little. So yeah. I knew that I, I had this type of leadership potential. Um, and then lucky for me, it just kind of meshed really well with my passion for dance and, like I said, the timing of someone else wanting to sell when I wanted to buy and yeah, kind of just fit, fit right in. And now like, what's uh, what are your next steps? What are you going to do? How's the business being involved? And well, um, <laughs> so insider information. Yeah, no, no, no. Um, it's funny because I, since owning the studio in 2009, I've switched um, locations two different times, both, uh, sorry, once was not my choice. Like the, the landlord just needed a space back. And then the second time I moved to a larger building. So every time I do that, I think, okay, I'm set. I don't need to grow anymore. I'm happy with this. Um, and then when I, uh, when I got to my building now, uh, I think I started with two units and then the next year one became available. So I'm like, got that unit. And then the next year, two more came available. So I got those. Um, so <laughs> as far as growth goes, it's just basically my, my goal is to reach as many dancers as I can and kind of share my love for just, I just love inspiring people and showing, especially, um, young girls to, to be independent and, um, just to kind of teach them that, even though you're a mom and you you know you're busy and you still can follow your dreams and you don't need anybody else to to help you out and you just follow that path and you can do anything really so and you talk about that next generation like i find with sports it can be like i remember all my great hockey coaches and i forget all the bold like the the bland ones <laughs> How do you find the next generation? What are your What are your thoughts? Uh, like as far as are they motivated? Are you finding that they're interested? Are you finding that they're, you know, again we're talking about dance here and the arts and their passion, um, and people talk about oh the next generations are glued to their their phones or they're glued to their iPads. It's like well obviously if you know they're thriving and you're giving them something to do that's not just putting a screen in front of their face. Yeah, yeah, I'm really lucky because. Once I get them in the door and they show an interest in dance, um, I find that, that it's my turn to turn it up and, you know, get them motivated and engaged. So um, it's really important for me to have a, a really inclusive and encouraging studio culture at yeah. my studio. Um, I'm not all in it for the oh, trophies and stuff. I'm in it to really, like, teach and mold. And I, I understand what a big role I have yeah. for... Um, kind of shaping like how they react in in a team setting or or how my classroom structure is going to affect them later on in in school. Um so I take that really seriously. Um so I'm just I'm I'm grateful that by the time they show interest and they get signed up for class, it's it's my job's easy because <laughs> I just I do what I do. I teach them to dance, we have fun and that kind of gets them hooked. So 
That's amazing. What's a what's a what's a normal week look like for you? <laughs> well, it's all over the place, but um, our studio is only open in the evenings, okay. so it's mainly an after school schedule. Some studios run programs all throughout the mornings, and I couldn't. I don't have the time to, to, to do it any more than that. So during the day, it's a lot of admin work. Um, I have two daughters myself who Amazing. are also in love with dance. So I get up, I do their morning routines, get them off to school. Um, and then I always try to have a little me time in the morning. That really helps balance my, my day so I don't feel like I'm constantly working mm -hmm. um it's really easy for me to work from morning to night because i do love what i do so much um but i try to sneak in even if it's a little like a trip to starbucks where i sit down and drink it in the in starbucks and <laughs> have some time to myself yeah. um it just really helps you know my mind shift from from work mode so uh and it's just a whole bunch of yeah answering emails um creative planning picking songs researching you know the newest yeah, jamming, move. Out, jamming on the shower all the time yeah. yes there's constant music in my life yeah that's amazing yeah. and like the genres must be yeah, it's wild. I, I'm. I love that. I love everything. Like I, I, I have to love everything. Like as far as country to indie music to, you know, rock music. You can really use any song to and put a dance to it. So Amazing. I gotta kind of be on my toes all the time. Oh, that's so fun. Yeah. And then, um, so in terms of like, you know, you got your day to day talking about the the being a mom. Let's kind of pull it back to that. Like being a mother. Raising two daughters, having them in dance. Yeah. Did they get an option? Or <laughs> was that? I would like to say they did. Um, never have I pressured them to dance. Um, I am just super lucky that they love it as much as I do. Um, it helps with my schedule. If they were like figure skaters, I would I'd be screwed because... I wouldn't be able to get them to practices or watch them in performances because that's the same time that we run. So yeah, I'm just, it's, it's awesome that they love it and I get to share it with them. We talk dance all day long. Um, we jam out in the car to, uh, we're just listening to the Barbie soundtrack today because there's so many cool songs uh, that we could use for, for dance routines. Um, yeah, and it's just super cool that I get to share all of it with them. And I, I, I hope one day that they would love to to work there and, and eventually take over because they know as much as I do in that building. So, yeah. And so when you're talking about creative juices, where do you get your creativity from? Like, uh, I'm sure it's daily. You've got to come up with something new. Yeah. it's It usually starts with music for me. So, like I said, I'm constantly, I have Spotify on in the background all day long. Um, and then I just, I usually hear a song i could be in the grocery store and hear something i'm like a huge shazammer so yep. i'll like hold the phone up to the speaker <laughs> in the store not ashamed to do that um but yeah i'll hear something and the cool thing about dance is you get inspired by the most random things you could hear um like a news story um and be like i want to create a piece that you know involves that subject line. Um, last year, one of my teachers, super, super creative, um, younger staff created a whole piece around gun violence in the U S and it started with, um, like the song started with news reports of, um, like breaking news from the States. And just the way she put it together, was just so 
genius and it, it got her point across. It was a, it was, it was really powerful to, to watch. Wow. Um, but yeah, I, you can pull it from everywhere. But for me, my brain, it, it always starts with music. Music is my go-to. That's awesome. <laughs> that is awesome. Charity. Our boy, Vince, Vinny Vax, yep. and yourself, yep. Dancing with the Hamilton Stars. Yeah, that was Tell amazing. Tell us a little bit about that with Easter Seals. Yeah, so I've done uh, Dancing with the Stars for three seasons now. Oh, wow. Um, every year they pair a professional dancer with a local celebrity. Uh, local celebrity meaning anything from business owner to, um, you know, a radio DJ. Um, and the goal is to just raise as much money as you can for Easter Seals. So this year I was lucky to be paired with Vince. I uh, <laughs> never met him before. So I remember our first interaction on the phone and he, and you know, Vince. Of course. Um, so he, he got on the phone and he let me know that I had nothing to worry about. He had lots of rhythm and I'm thinking, oh God, like, here we go. Uh, and it ended up being such a great partnership. We had so much fun. Yeah. Um, had to teach him two dances that he performed live in front of 500 people. That's incredible. Um, and I'm very proud to say uh, that he won the People's Choice Award by um, raising the most amount of money. Amazing. He raised about $35,000 himself uh, for the Easter Seals Foundation. Yeah. Wow. So we had a great season together. That's amazing. Yeah, that's, uh, I mean, giving back is so important, but obviously being able to do it with something that you love and, you know, donating your time, because I'm sure it wasn't, it wasn't easy. It's, it's lots of hard work. There's weekly practices. Um, we, I donate my studio space as well for other dancers to rehearse their routines oh. as well. Um, but I, it's the one event that I couldn't miss every year. It's such a good time. I'm going to try to get you in there now, actually. Yeah, yeah, I think no, you do a good job. That wasn't a plug. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, and, and, and anything else, like, you know, obviously being, just thinking about, like, being in a local community, being out in Caledonia, you're probably the only spot. I am now, yeah. You are now. Pre-COVID, there is a few others in the area, unfortunately, with the times, yeah. um, some have had to close, but I'm currently the only dance studio in Caledonia. And Caledonia's so. booming. It's going crazy right yeah. now. Yeah. It yeah. doesn't even look close to the same. No, I think either side of me is um, building new development land. So well, they've got housing, they've got commercial units. It's it's going to be, I predict it's going to look something like this, like Ancaster Meadowlands type of a, of a town soon. Oh, that's incredible. Mm -hmm. And you're getting a lot of, like, so you said age three? We start at age two, actually. Two, two is the youngest. Um, that's when it's we call it mini movers. Um, <laughs> and that's when a parent can come into the classroom and assist their child in class. As soon as they turn three, though, they're on their own. They get sent in the room by themselves. Um, and I teach them from three all the way up until 18, 19, whenever they have to leave for school. So. Oh my gosh, yeah. that's amazing. Yeah. So, you know, we talk about a little bit about your daily there. When you talk about like work-life work balance in a personal setting, obviously that can kind of get mushed together. Is there, how do you separate it? Are your weekends free? Obviously you get a couple hours in the morning to drink your Starbucks. Yeah, I really, it's probably not good advice, but I don't really separate. Um, I'm not the best one for speaking on work-life balance. Um, I honestly don't know if I, <clears throat> excuse me, if I even really believe in a work-life balance. Um, like I said, I love what I do so much that I want to do it all the time. Yeah. And when I do need like some time for my brain to shut off, I'll go and 
it's bougie, but like I'll go get my nails done or I'll go sit where I can't be on my phone and kind of take an hour to relax and, you know, focus on something else. But then usually when I'm done, I, I want to get back up and start editing music or, you know, planning my class lesson for that night. And um, my balance, I guess, just comes from, yeah, self-care, taking some time off. Yeah. But really it's 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 who I am. So I don't mind, you know, being engulfed in it. And did you always think you'd be an entrepreneur? Looking back now, yeah, it makes so much sense. Like when I was younger, um, you know, when you would go back to school shopping in elementary school, I was always excited to buy stationery. Like I wanted my pens and papers and my, you know, my my school desk had to be like perfect with all my supplies. Other kids were like getting you know, Tommy Hilfiger jeans. And I was, I had the best pens in the classroom. <laughs> uh, just little things like that. I, I look back now and I think like, yeah, of course, of course I'm in business. Like um, high school, as soon as you got to choose your classes, I was like in the business wing, like really? doing yeah, accounting and computers and all that kind of stuff. So it makes sense. And you, I'm sure you have the opportunity to see that through um, the next generation as well as you come through. Yeah, I do. I, I have a lot of kids that ask my advice. Um, I've, I've done a couple, um, what's it called? I've gone to some of their schools and their careers class oh, for career day and stuff. And I, I it's funny because I always prep them. I'm like, I'm not like I'm a little bit unconventional. Like I didn't <laughs> go to post-secondary, so I don't have the that standard path that most people take. Yeah. Um, but it, it worked out for me. And, uh, I think as long as you have the drive, you can make anything work. So I love that. So what advice would you give to your younger self? Ooh, it would probably be a novel, but I would say the most important thing was, is to just take what you know about yourself and um, listen to other people's opinions and get their advice, but always stay true to what you, the path that you think you should take. Because in the end, no one knows what you feel inside. Um, some people, like my mom, who I love dearly, she's actually, um, she works for me now at my studio. She's my office manager. Um, she's the realist in my life. And I am more of like the annoyingly optimistic, ambitious one. Um, so if I would have listened to her advice um, throughout this process, I wouldn't have a dance studio right now. Um, but uh, it's just in my DNA to, to take risks and to be more fearless than others. So my advice would just to be put your tunnel vision on, do what you want for you. And yeah, don't take other people's advice too seriously. I love that. You know, I think it's so important to be able to get their f feedback and advice, but understand where it's coming from in a place where you can really fall into the trap of getting caught in the vision of others. Totally. Um, I think a lot of their advice comes from fear, like their fear yeah. and not wanting to see you fail. Um, but when you have the drive inside, I think it's appreciated, the advice, but it's, you know, no one can see what you see. So it's important to stay on that track. Yeah, I think that's just fantastic. And and it's also 
to that point, I think being at a younger stage in your life, especially with somebody older, being able to, I have a theory. There's, there's, there's three types of people in our lives. You know, number one is, um, friends and family. They love you. They motivate you, but they're never going to push you to your full potential because they don't want to see you fail. Um, and so essentially they hold you back. Mm -hmm. Number two is everybody else. Not really important. They're, they're in your life. They're on your life. Um, but they're not, they're not someone that's going to guide you on a path. And number three, we, we characterize that as a mythological creature. Uh, but the characteristics are they're motivating. They're supportive. They're going to push you out of your comfort zone, which sometimes can be conflicting, but they're going to support you if you fail. And we call those people unicorns. Mm -hmm. And the cool thing about unicorns is they hang out in packs. Totally. So once you identify a unicorn, you then become a unicorn and you can share that with others, which I think you're doing with your dance studio. I love that so much. I have yeah. to steal that unicorn theory. Can, That's great. Steal, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's important to, there's that, there's that piece to say, okay, I'm a little bit weird. I'm a little bit different. Am I the only one? Mm -hmm. And then you start, you know, sharing and telling and talking and then someone else is like, oh yeah, I'm crazy too. Yep. And then... You know, you link together and all of a sudden it's, it's oh, we can identify these, these characteristics now. And, and, oh, we can identify that that's what my mom's talking about and that's what that's going for. So, you know, being able to connect the dots in terms of where the information is coming from, but also staying true to who you want to be. Totally. Yeah. I'm all about that. Yeah, it's really great. Well, we're here, Tiffany. That was fantastic. Um, thank you so much for being on the show today. Again, guys, the Caledony Dance Studio. If you want any of this information, Ty in the background there, he's been working very hard. He's got it all. If you have a little girl or a little boy that wants to get into dance, I might have to go down and just check it out for fun, but we'll <laughs> see. Um, again, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Um, Tiffany, all her stuff is going to be on all the platforms, social, um, you know, all the above, email, website. Um, so go check her out. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, thanks for being on the show. Of course. Awesome. Sweet. Sweet.